Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello, welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life with Delane MD podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn, and I am here today to talk to you about a number of things. The podcast subject is going to be on hunger and how to use that as your secret weapon to living a naturally healthy life. But I also want you to stay tuned until the end of the podcast. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to talk to you about a group program that I have coming up for the holidays, a six-week program coming up for the holidays. So stay tuned for that, but let's jump into it. So I want to talk to you today about using hunger as your secret weapon. So recognizing that Americans get really excited about hunger, right? We treat it as it's an emergency. I have a client and I've got a couple of them that I tell, hunger is not an emergency. And they just think that's so funny because for so long, they've completely treated hunger as if it's like an emergency that needs to be dealt with immediately. Hunger is not an emergency for anyone living in America. If you are having hunger that's leading to some detrimental health effect, you trot yourself down to your local grocer and you get a sample. It's truly that simple. Like it's hunger is not usually a problem for Americans. Now, yes, hunger does happen in other parts of the world, but not usually in America. Americans treat hunger as it's something that needs to be dealt with. It is a force that needs to be dealt with right now, right? So a lot of times what you'll hear, oh, you're better, you're hungry, you better go get something to eat. Like inherent in that phrase, you better go get something to eat, is that if you don't, something bad is going to happen to you. Nothing bad is actually going to happen to an American from not eating for the most part, especially if you're an American listening to this podcast and you have eaten foods for so long that you are physically ill or on the verge of being physically ill because of those foods you've eaten. If that's the case you're finding yourself in and that's why you're listening to this podcast, you are not the person that any kind of hunger is an emergency for. And then I want you to also recognize it's very, very rare that Americans are actually hungry. That is not something we typically experience as Americans. So let's talk about what hunger really is and what hunger really isn't. Again, hunger is a rare experience for for Americans. Most Americans confuse hunger, true hunger, with cravings. So let's talk about true hunger, hunger that comes from your stomach, versus brain hunger, hunger that comes from your brain, okay? True hunger is a physiologic sensation that occurs in your stomach. It starts in your stomach. It's never prompted by an event that happens like Nobody ever pulls in front of you or steals your stapler off your desk or says something rude to you that actually causes your stomach to feel hungry. True hunger is something that starts in your stomach. It is a sensation that is carried by nerves from your stomach to your brain where your brain interprets you as being hungry. 
That's true hunger. True hunger does not occur within hours after eating a previous meal. It takes hours for your stomach to clear all the food that it's eaten. So if it's a couple hours after you've eaten your last meal, that is not true hunger. True hunger occurs when it's been hours, many, many hours since you've eaten and there's nothing in your stomach. And not only is there nothing in your stomach, but all that food is transited through your uh, bowel. So your bowel isn't sending satiety signals to your brain, right? It's not just your stomach that send mess sends messages to your brain that there's food and you're satisfied, no need to get any more food, but also signals are sent through the entire course as the food transits through your gut. Signals are sent from your gut to your brain. It's like, hey, there's food, we're doing okay here. No problems, no emergency here right? So that is how true hunger works. When that is not present, there is no food in our belly. And it's been some time since there has been any food in our belly or our gut. Then our stomach feels empty and our stomach will send messages to our brain that signal hunger. Another thing that will cause this is called, it's a hormone called ghrelin and it will cause you to feel hungry also. That hormone is typically released in a timed fashion. So if you eat every day at noon, you will train your ghrelin to release every day at noon, regardless of whether you ate at 10 o'clock or not. So that's when you have to be really critically aware of what is going on. If I ate at 10 o'clock in the morning, even though ghrelin releases at noon, I'm probably not really hungry. That's not true hunger. That is probably brain hunger. That is something that is originating in my brain, not in my stomach, because my stomach still has food in it. Okay, so that is true hunger, or sometimes I call it stomach hunger, versus brain hunger. Brain hunger comes from our brain, just like it sounds. It has nothing to do with what's going on in our body and everything to do with what's going on in our brain. So you'll have thoughts that make you feel a certain way, and your brain will want to meet those feelings with food, right? The idea of being hangry, like you better go to Snickers because you're hangry. Hangry, angry and hunger doesn't go together. Anger will happen. And if you are the kind of person, and chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you are the kind of person who has learned to meet negative emotions with food, then anger will create hunger in you. But that's really a craving. It's not true hunger. Brain hunger is truly a craving. It comes from our brain and it causes us to think that we should eat foods. That's really what it is. Sometimes you'll actually feel it in your belly. Like you've grown so accustomed to meeting those emotions with shoving food into your tummy that you will totally think that that is really something you feel in your stomach. But what I want you to know, again, if you've eaten in the last couple hours, it is not true hunger. That is not what you're feeling. That's brain hunger. So a couple ways to distinguish between brain hunger and true hunger. True hunger will come in waves. It will not nail you in one moment and suddenly you're starving, right? That's not how true hunger works. You'll feel some hunger pangs and then they'll dissipate and then they'll come on maybe a little stronger and then they'll dissipate. And then they'll come on, maybe you drink a glass of water and they dissipate. But after a while they'll come on and they'll stay on and then you it's time for you to eat. Okay, this is time, I'm really hungry, it's time to eat. True hunger is not specific. There are many foods that will eat, fix true hunger, right? Like um, salads and chicken will fix true hunger. Baked broccoli will fix true hunger. Baked chicken will fix true hunger. Cottage cheese will fix true hunger. Unlike brain hunger, which is very abrupt in its onset and specific for its food. So brain hunger comes on like, oh my God, I got to eat now. And usually after I was really annoyed. It also comes on as the only thing that's going to fix it 
this can look two ways. The only thing that's going to fix it is a Snickers or no matter what I try, it doesn't fix the hunger. Have you ever done this in the pantry? You're like sitting there and you're like, oh, maybe I just want a couple Oreos. You need a couple Oreos. And you're like, oh, that didn't work. Maybe it's chips I want. Eat a couple chips. No, that didn't work. Maybe Twizzlers would help. Eat a couple Twizzlers. No, that didn't help. You know what? Get out of the pantry. Go look in the fridge. Go get some ice cream. Maybe ice cream will help. No, that didn't help. That is not true hunger. True hunger gets satisfied with true food. Period. End of sentence. You put food in your gut, true hunger gets satiated. That's how it works. When you're um, pilfering the, the pantry or pilfering the fridge, looking for that one food that you're quote unquote looking for, that's always brain hunger. And typically you're looking for something else. I'm looking for comfort. I'm looking for rest. I'm looking for relaxation. And if I'm looking in the pantry or I'm looking in the fridge, I'm looking in the wrong place. Food does not create those emotions ever, which is why you keep jumping from food to food to food to food to find solutions to that emotion that you're trying to get solved. So that's hunger, true hunger versus brain hunger. So when you're thinking about what hunger actually is, trying to distinguish what you're actually experiencing is very helpful. I also want you to recognize that when Americans, like when anybody, when any human body, even normal weight human bodies, that means human bodies that are between the BMI of 18 and 25, they are not overweight, they are not obese, they are not morbidly obese. Normal weight human bodies have around 60 meals stored on their body in various places as fat. So what that means is we can skip about 60 meals and there's reserves for us to skip that. So when we're talking about what true hunger actually is, again, it's not an emergency for most Americans. When starvation really happens, especially in America, it's typically um, the result of abuse. And then of course, there are plenty of nations in this world that do not have adequate food resourcing for their inhabitants of their nation, the people who live there. That really does happen, but it very rarely happens in America. What we have in America is this anxiety and emergency associated with hunger that's actually leading ourselves, like getting our, like we are more likely to eat ourselves into the grave than we are to starve ourselves into the grave. That is very unlikely. We are far more likely to eat ourselves in the grave in America through things like obesity, diabetes, hypertension, dyslipidemia. And our, what this really comes down to is our inability to just sit with the cravings, again, which are not actually hunger. This is the problem. When we have this emergent mindset about hunger, we talk ourselves in to doing all sorts of things that do not serve our health. And that's where utilizing hunger really can be your secret weapon to becoming naturally healthy. So how to practice, I want you to practice being hungry. That's the hungry, that's the first part. Like practice it, see what happens. Even if it's noontime and it's time for lunch and it's truly like you're having stomach growling, you haven't eaten in hours, it's like really time to eat, cool. Sit with it for 10 minutes. You are not gonna die from not eating for 10 minutes. You're fine. See what it feels like. Find out, like dig in, like really spend some time. Find out what hunger really feels like in your body. I'll tell you what it doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like you need pizza or a Snickers bar or a Twix bar or candy or chocolate or any of those things. True hunger does not feel like that. True hunger can feel like growling or an emptiness or gnawing. But again, that comes in waves. It comes and then it goes and then it comes and then it goes. It is not sudden and it is not specific. So spend some time before your meals really seeing what does hunger really feel like. 
And then the other thing I want to offer you, remember true hunger, true like starvation, true detrimental effect to your health due to lack of nutrient intake. Okay. That's starvation. So many loaded ideas that go with starvation, but that's truly what we're talking about, right? Negative health effects, detrimental health effects caused by lack of nutrient intake. That's what we're talking about here. For people who are undergoing that, who are experiencing that, they're going to be happy with baked chicken and broccoli. They are not going to demand a Snickers or a Twix or pizza or Twizzlers or candy or any of that stuff. They're going to be very happy with clean, healthy foods, right? So if you're not, like if you're hungry, quote unquote, and you're not okay with the chicken and the broccoli, you really need to question, am I truly hungry or is this brain hunger? And then figure out how are you going to handle brain hunger? Because your brain for years has managed this experience by talking you into going and getting some food. So if that's not going to happen, what is your next step for managing that brain hunger? How do you want to do it? So you get a game plan. So I recommend doing something, you know, having a game plan. What are you going to do for me? Like meditation is one of my favorite things to do when I'm hungry. Like if I'm having a lot of brain chatter about food, go and meditate, get out of my brain. That's really what meditation does, right? It gets you out of your head and into your body. What else is going on in my body? How does that feel? Do I enjoy it? What else is going on? Is there coolness? Does it feel good? Am I in pain somewhere? Is there itchiness? Jesus, anything. Get out of your head though. So that's one of the things I love to do. Go listen to some good music. Um, go for a walk. Call your mom. Moms love this. Call your mom. If not mom, call somebody else that you love. They would love to hear from you. Take a warm bath or a shower. That's something that releases endorphins into your system. Play what? Fetch with your dog or get a string and play with your cat. Have a dance party with your kids. You know, this is one of my favorites, right? Those are all free things that you can do to navigate this brain hunger when you know it's not real and you want to do something that's still enjoyable, but you want it not to be the M&Ms. Cool. Do one of these other things. Other things that you can do that might be a little more costly, but also will help you navigate this. A massage, a mani or a pedi. Go get a facial. Go get one of those really expensive like Vogue magazines, one of the really expensive ones with all the ads. They're totally guilty pleasures. See what's latest going on in the high-rise life of fashion or whatever it might be. If it's not Vogue, fine. I used to love People. Oh my God, I used to love that magazine. I would read it cover to cover on Friday afternoons when it was delivered to my office. I loved that magazine. Go and like find something that will entertain you that isn't food because food is, does a crappy job at entertaining. That is not one of the things, one of the functions of food. Food should be there to nourish your body. Twixes, M&Ms, Snickers, pizza, wings, fries, tacos, taco shop, all of those things do not nourish your body. Those are not true nutrients to your body. Those are entertainment for your mind and your mouth. So I want you to try this out and see how it goes. And I want you to think about how your health would be if every time, if you did not eat at every moment that you were quote unquote hungry or had a craving, if you could find a way to navigate that experience without food, how would your health be different? And dwell on that for a little bit. Expand your mind. Let it blow off the doors a little bit and really see where you'd be. Try it out. Try being hungry again 10 minutes before you eat. Like this is my normal eating time, set an o'clock for 10 minutes. And I'm just going to curiously get into my body and feel what is it like to be hungry? 
recognizing that hunger, even in true physical stomach hunger, does not hurt me. And also then recognizing cravings don't harm you either. They're just uncomfortable. That's all it truly is. So recognize, again, learning to deal with this discomfort, that is what is going to allow you to reach your health goals. This is the missing link. Everybody wants it to be a potion, a shake, a pill, something else. I just need to eat grapefruit. I just need to eat kale. No, it's none of that. You need to learn how to deal with brain hunger and cravings that drive you to eat foods that don't serve your health. It's truly that basic and simple, even if it's not that easy, but I want you to give it a try. So I want to talk to you now briefly about the holiday health fix. It's a six week group program that I will be launching on the Monday prior to Thanksgiving. It is six weeks that will take you from Thanksgiving to Christmas and to New Year's Day, working with the goal of getting you through the holidays without getting sicker, without having worsening blood sugars, without gaining any more weight. Again, it's a six weeks, it goes through, uh, a six week program goes through the fundamentals of nutrition and cognitive behavioral therapies so that you can change your current health habits and produce some sustainable habits that are healthy for you. There's gonna be online courses, there's gonna be an online community through Facebook, a private Facebook page, in addition to twice weekly coaching sessions. These will be group coaching sessions that will occur twice a week. They will be recorded. If you had to miss one, you'd have access to the information that we went over. So I wanna read to you something that um, I read and I was researching some stuff, but I came across this and this was a terrifying piece of information. And I was like, oh my goodness. And this is kind of one of the things that really uh, prompted, I don't know, bolstered my uh, commitment to doing this six week session. What I read, various studies have been performed on the effects of the Christmas and holiday season, which encompasses several feast days and how it affects your health. They have concluded that the health changes that occur during the Christmas and holiday season are not reversed during the rest of the year and have a long-term cumulative effect over a person's life and that the risk of several medical problems increase during the Christmas and holiday season. That passage was like terrifying to me. I was just side swiped by it. So I guess I didn't realize that there is actually studies over there showing us what we in the medical field have seen happening for years, right? If you find that this is how your holiday season usually goes and you're entering each holiday season a little worse off than the last one, sign up for the six-week program. You're going to learn the fundamentals. You can carry them on into the new year. You're going to be able to manage the holiday season and learn how to manage not only 2020 their holiday season, but also 2021's holiday season in 2022. So if you have any questions about the podcast, certainly send them to me at delane at delanemd.com. If you have any topics that you want covered on the podcast, I'm always happy to do that. Send me a message, delane at delanemd.com. If you're interested in the Holiday Health Fix group, stay tuned for more information and future podcasts. Also, stay tuned on my social media accounts. So Facebook, it's DelaneMD. Instagram, it's DelaneMD. You'll find more information about it there. All right. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.